Good morning. I'm so glad and uh, blessed, and it's a real privilege for me and for my wife to be able to come and be a part of Missions Conference. Not only uh, some folks uh, mispronounce our name, but uh, some folks are actually uh, putting us in uh, another country. Uh, I, I found that we are from Philippines. Actually, we are from the Philippines. So we are not Philippi, uh, or the, from Philippi, or we are not Philippians. We are Filipinos from the Philippines. So I want to make that very, very clear because uh, uh, your next support might end up in the city of Philippi, and we cannot use that. But we surely appreciate all the things that the church have done to us, and we would like to take this opportunity to express our appreciation to Pastor Jeff, his family, Buddy Bell, of course, uh, Buddy Dave, and many other members of this church who minister to our needs. I'd like to mention a special way for uh, Brother Charles and Sandy for putting up with us. We stayed with them for 10 days, and uh, we surely appreciate the kindness and the hospitality that we have received from them. And thank you also for all the members who contributed to the library ministry. Uh, Pastor Jeff did not mention, but I would like to express my thanks to the anonymous donor who sponsored the payment of the four boxes where we actually uh, got the books. Somebody donated uh, some books to our library uh, to the Philippines, uh, the Cruci family, if I'm not mistaken, and I would like to express my appreciation to the family. The husband passed away, and uh, uh, the wife actually just uh, donated some of the books, and that will be a very good help to our pastors and our Bible students back in the Philippines. So thank you very much, and thank you for the donor of that boxes. Uh, we have some uh, clothes over there, and uh, please do not put uh, clothes anymore. We have more than enough uh, uh, in those boxes. But uh, Pastor Jeff uh, actually uh, gave me the permission. He said, uh, well, you, you can tell them that maybe you can put some uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, toothbrush, uh, uh, what else? Uh, chocolate, no, no, no chocolate. <laughs> well, it, that's not, it's not bad if you actually put it's just 35 days and it, it will get there and if it, it will melt, uh, we can put it back to the fridge and uh, uh, it will be used over there for the children. But thank you so very much for all the kindness we uh, received uh, in the last two weeks that we've been with you and we surely appreciate all the blessings and the privilege to know the church it's been a blessing, your church has invested in our building program and uh, please be praying for us, we'll be leaving on Monday back to the Philippines uh, from here actually to California then on Thursday we'll be flying out from California to the Philippines we surely miss our family, our children and of course the ministry and also, please be praying for the uh, annual missions conference that will be on the first week of December. And Pastor Jeff and Brother Dev will be with us, and he will be speaking in different schools in our church, and hopefully we'll get them to come in some places uh, in our area to speak in that missions conference. We're expecting about a hundred pastors to come over for that conference. And also, please remember to pray for our project we are on uh, uh, the second stage of building the Sunday School building, and we surely appreciate if you will remember that in prayer. 
the resources are not there, and uh, uh, but God certainly will provide because God knows all our needs. I would like us please to stand this morning. I understand I have. Uh, uh, okay, the the watch is too far, so I would. Uh, unless Brother Bell will help me. In the Philippines, uh, you know, we, we always uh, preach longer, and I understand this is not the Philippines, so I have to be careful. Uh, we preach uh, sometimes two hours. Okay, I have here. I'm sorry, but I have it right now. All right, uh, if you please open your Bibles in the book of Romans, chapter 10. I'm going to use this uh, as a, uh, a part of the passage, but I would like uh, actually to speak more on the passage found in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. But I would like us, first of all, to open to Romans chapter 10, then we'll go down to chapter 2 uh, in the book of Mark. Romans chapter 10, the Bible says in verse number 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed their gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If you would please uh, come down to Mark chapter 2, please. We're just going to read verses 1 and 5 this morning. As I preach on the subject, teamwork enriching our world for, with the gospel of Christ. Mark chapter 2 in verses 1 to 5. And again he entered into Capernaum, and after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came to him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Gracious Father, thank you for the privilege today to come before thee to worship and praise and serve thee, Lord. And we just want to thank you again for gathering us this beautiful morning. And we ask, Father, that Thou will just speak to us in a very special way. Lord, that the Holy Spirit will take control of the service. I pray that You help me, God, to minister to Your people. Help me to be understood clearly. Help me, O God, with the power of the Holy Spirit to preach whatever You want me to preach. I just want to give You all the praise, the honor, the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, and please be seated. I'm preaching this morning the subject, Teamwork, Enriching the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you, all of you understand, I'm sure that uh, I've been pastoring the church back in the Philippines for 31 years, but part of my job as a pastor is a missionary 
uh, representative, not just for my own daughter and son-in-law, which, by the way, are serving as missionaries in Laos, but I, I tried to work for other missionaries in the Philippines who are trying to do our part in reaching our neighboring countries like Malaysia, Indonesia, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, China, and some places in Asia. And we thank God that right now, by the grace of God, we have close to 100 families from the Philippines. Not, they are not all from our church, from other many, many churches. And we work together as a country. We work together as, uh, as a ministry to reach our neighbors with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this morning I would like us to remember that in reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ can only be done when we work together. I understand that much of the things that has been done even in the secular world are the result of people working together. So teamwork is the word this morning. The cause of Christ will always go forward even in the face of oppositions and even in the absence of the so-called modern technology. You know, we live in a very amazing time in history. My grandfather would never understand uh, people walking around with a telephone, there, you know, bringing a telephone. They would never understand that in just a few seconds, you can actually get a message to the other parts of the world because of the electronic mail. They have no clue of what we are doing right now. And yet, in spite of the fact that we are living in the so-called modern technology, somehow we fail to do something. And that is to evangelize the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone said that 70% of the world is still evangelized. Untold millions are still untold. And I believe this morning as a church, as God's people, we are the ones that have the responsibility to reach the world with the gospel of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. The world does not care about the gospel. The unbelieving world does not care about souls. People without Christ don't mind. They don't care about uh, whether there is heaven or hell. But this morning, we all understand. We are God's people. We realize that God saved us for a reason and purpose. We have the Word of God this morning to tell us what to do. So here we have the example of the Apostle Paul in the Bible. And you know, he, in spite of his being a, a good Bible teacher, and he was, he was a great missionary. He was, uh, he was a man greatly used of God, but we all understand that even Paul himself utilized the power of teamwork. He used, or he, he worked with people like Titus in the Bible, Artemis, Tychicus, Zenas the lawyer, Apollos, Barnabas, Priscilla, Aquila, Silas, and many, many others in the Bible. And during their time, they spread the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the Roman world. And here we are this morning with all our modern technology, with all the tools that are made available to us, we are expected to do better, but we are not. Why? Because we failed to utilize the power of teamwork. Teamwork was the principle that Moses used in building the tabernacle. Moses pulled together a trial to form a leadership team for the complicated project of building the tabernacle. He tapped the skill of Etimar, Bezalel, and Ahliab, 
And looking very closely, the work was done and everybody participated. And work as a team and then the tabernacle was completed according to God's design. We always remember Nehemiah of old. He is actually, I believe, is one of the greatest leaders that we can find in the Bible. He was a great man of God. But we all understand that when Nehemiah got the vision in going back to Jerusalem, in rebuilding the walls and restoring the wall of Jerusalem, he did not do it alone. He actually tapped the help of God's people. And if you are going to study the book of Nehemiah, you have God's people working together as a team. And in the, uh, in the next 52 days, they were able to complete the project. Why? Because they worked together. Beloved, this morning is either in America or in the Philippines, we will never accomplish anything if we are going to work alone. We need one another. And I think that's God's design for the church. The church is the body of Christ. And we don't expect the body to live, to work differently. We want the body to be united, to work together as a team. Back in the Philippines, we have a very beautiful picture of what teamwork is all about. Now, you may not understand this, but uh, in some places in the Philippines, when they will move from the mountain to the valley, all they have to do is just call all the people in the village. And they will not actually ask for a mover or a big truck, they would actually invite all the people and they would uh, prepare food. And these people will actually carry the house in the shoulder. Now, you may not understand it. We call it in the Philippines the Bayanihan spirit. It is, uh, it is just all the people in the village, all the men in the village would actually... Now, the reason they can carry the house, because the houses are small, actually. Uh, it's made of uh, indigenous materials, you know, the nipahat, the bamboo, and all other light materials. These two ladies might not be clue about it. They've been to the Philippines, and by the way, thank you very much for the song in Cebuano. And uh, uh, they work together. So you can imagine about 50 people carrying the house back to the, down to the valley, and it's all done because they work as one. You know, as I remember about this beautiful illustration, I, I, I tend to relate this to the ministry, to the work of God. You know, that house, even how small, nobody can carry that alone. And I believe this morning, if we really decide to reach our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to work as a team. We have to work as one body. We have to be united to the, uh, with the common desire in our heart to reach the people with the gospel of Christ. Our passage today is a beautiful illustration in the Bible what teamwork is all about. If you start reading again in verse number 1 in the chapter 2 of the book of Mark, we find several things in this passage. Number 1, the presence of Jesus is the great motivation for teamwork. The Bible said that again he entered into Capernaum on Sundays and it was noise that he was in the house. In other words, Jesus was in this place and he was inside his house. And obviously they were having a, a service. The presence of Jesus was there. And I believe this morning it was the presence of Jesus which was the motivation for teamwork. I believe this, that the strongest reason and motivation for unity for teamwork is Jesus. 
He is the unifying force, the powerful force, the reason why we need to work together. You know, no two people are alike. Even the twins, sometimes I learn, you know, that they have just something sometimes just different. I mean, they are not just, you know, uh, I just learned, by the way, last Sunday was my first time to really see what snow is all about. Fifty more years, don't mind about the more, uh, uh, we have never seen a snow in our lives. And last Sunday, it was beautiful. It was a very spiritual experience for, for my wife and I. But I learned that even the flex, is that what you call the flex? There are no two flex alike. So you can just imagine that millions of this, but they are not even the same. In other words, as we come to, uh, to the place uh, of realization that, you know, no two, two people are alike. In other words, even some brothers and sisters, uh, husband and wife, they might disagree on some things, and even some Christians. But lesson this morning, we might differ on some areas in life. The culture is different, we might be eating different food, we are living in a different country. country. But this morning, let us remember when we come to the place of reaching the world with the gospel, we cannot afford not to work together. We have to be united. And this is what the reason why they were motivated to work as one, because there was Jesus. They want us to see something. What will happen if Jesus is around, if He is present? Look at verse number 1 again. The Bible said, there was noise that He was in the house. There was noise. I believe this, this verse is telling us that if Jesus is around, there will be some kind of awareness. The point is, you cannot keep Jesus secret. Back in the Philippines, there is a religion, they call them secret religion. You know, they have a meeting place, and it's, it's all secret. It's, it's everything secret. Uh, the members cannot tell others what they are doing inside. Everything must be done in secret. But listen this morning, Christianity is not that time. Christianity is the light of the world. And we are not to keep it, we are to shine even unto the uttermost part of the earth. So when Jesus was, aware, was around, there will be awareness. And I, I'm not sure if this is the biblical basis for some churches who are very noisy. You know, I've been to some churches that are noisy and shouting. And uh, in fact, I was at one time in one of the islands in the Philippines. And for some reason, I don't know where they got it, but I was preaching and the crowd was just so noisy that I cannot even hear myself anymore. So I have to tell them, please, come down. Uh, uh, I'm the preacher. You ought to be listening. And, but for some reason, they are so noisy. Maybe they got this uh, reference here. But I believe this noise is not talking about being noisy in the church. I'm talking, I, I believe this is talking about awareness. That when Jesus is present, we certainly cannot hide Him. He is there. Certainly when Jesus is around, you cannot hide Him. He certainly is not a well-kept secret Savior. But He is the light of the world intended to shine unto the uttermost part of the earth. I read sometimes about uh, uh, a man who went to Bulgaria. And he was so attracted about this perfume that they are actually uh, uh, producing in that part of the world. And, but for some reason, they don't want to keep this out from the country. They actually uh, just want us to stay in the country. But this guy was so tempted because it was so, just the aroma, and he was, the smell was so good. And he was trying to get one for his wife. 
So what he did, he tried to keep it, wrap it with a plastic, wrap it with clothes and put it at the bottom of his suitcase. So he will, he, he, nobody can see it. But when he went to the immigration officer, not even asking him to open his bag, the officer said, sir, I'm sorry, but you got something inside your suitcase. He said, how did you know? He said, smell so good. Oh, lesson this morning. You know, as God's people, we ought to smell so good. I'm not talking about smelling so bad or whatever. I'm talking about smelling so good as a Christian. Our testimony. We are supposed to be the light of the world. And some people sometimes, they have no clue about the Bible. They have never seen a Bible. They have never read the Bible, maybe. But through us, we are the written word. We are the Bible of God. As we walk around, we are the light of the world. And we cannot keep it. Not only there was awareness, there was gathering. I understand that the best reason why we know we gather on Sunday is not of the preacher. While we need a preacher, it's not of uh, the men or the ladies or even the music. While we appreciate the music. Thank God for the musicians. Thank God for songs that will inspire us and lift us in our spiritual life. But I believe this morning, the, the strongest reason, the best reason I can tell why we gather on Sunday or any other days that we come to church, the reason for that is Jesus again. He is the main reason. He is the main attraction. Why we come to the house of God on Sunday. You know, sometimes some people come to church for some reason. We back yonder, I understand, people would come to church and they would come to the preacher or the leaders and they would t- always tell them, please tell me, what can I do to the church? I want to be a blessing. But nowadays, it has changed a lot. I heard that some people, they said, they come to church and they will ask the question, what can the church do for me? In other words, there was a change through the years. But whatever the reason people come, I believe this morning, beloved, the reason we come to the house of God is because of Jesus. We come to worship. What a beautiful day it is for us to be able to come to the house of God and worship the Lord. Not only there was awareness and there was gathering when Jesus was around, there was the preaching of the word of God. I still believe and I am convinced this morning that the main event for every Christian gathering must be the preaching, must be the Word of God. In other words, uh, there is no substitute for the preaching of God's Word. While we understand sometimes we have some program in the church like drama and maybe some concert whatever, but I believe this should never take the place of the preaching of the Word of God. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. How sad many times when people come to the house of God and they would spend hours and hours just singing and singing and singing. And then the preacher would stand and in just five minutes read the Bible and it's all done. No wonder we are looking at Christianity sometimes. Many Christians have not grown in the word of God. Because there is no more emphasis on the preaching of God's word. I noticed something when Jesus was around, there was the preaching of the word of God. Not only the presence of Jesus is the greatest motivation for uh, teamwork. Secondly, the power of Jesus empowers teamwork. The power of Jesus empowers teamwork. You know, power can be manifested in many ways. And in this case, I believe at this morning that one of the greatest manifestations of power is compassion. 
compassion. No doubt there was compassion from the four. You know, the story told about these four people, these four guys, who actually saw this man who was paralytic. He was, he was in a bad shape. And one day, uh, they decided, let us do something. You know, that guy has been there for many, I don't know how many days or months or years, but they just decided to do something. So they planned something to bring this guy to Jesus. They believed that the only hope that this man can have is Jesus Christ. And this morning, beloved, let me remind you that the hope of this world, the hope of the Philippines, the hope of America is still the Lord Jesus Christ. And I still believe that the greatest work that we can do in this country and even in the Philippines is the preaching of the Word of God. You know, we have problems in our country. And number one, the number one problem is corruption. I've heard that 40% of our income goes to corruption. Why? This will answer the question why there is so much poverty. I told you last Sunday, it breaks my heart to see some of our people, you know, living in so much poverty. When we have the resources, we have some of the best natural resources in the Philippines. You know, we have water, we have, we have the natural resources. It's a beautiful country. Uh, you know, and, and yet in spite of all of this, we are suffering and going through some poverty. On lesson this morning, I believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the real hope of the Philippines. It may not, uh, uh, it may not elevate us to a, a place like you have right now, but I believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest need of every nation, of every country. So here we have these four people, they were motivated by compassion. They were not motivated by attendance and numbers or promotions, but a real compassion for the lost and needy. God forbid that we do anything for other reason than compassion. In fact, I believe this morning, what makes us human is compassion. You know, as a Christian, we read the Bible that many, many times Jesus was moved with compassion. He did many things, miracles. He fed the 5,000. He, he healed the sick. He, provided, he, he healed the blind. And when you look at it, it was always compassion that leads Jesus to do it. You know, I cannot understand why people who claim to be the right religion would kill people and yet claim they are the right ones. Where is compassion? Where is compassion when someone would go to a market and blew himself and kill women and children? Where is compassion? Where is compassion when, when people are dying and going to hell and we have the resources that God can use to reach these people with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Where is compassion when people are crying and the cry of the world is, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Oh, this morning, compassion is the word. I, I always believe compassion is what makes us human. You know, when we lose compassion, we almost lose touch with, with, the, with the real need of the world. So here, these four people were, were, were motivated with compassion. And one of the most misunderstood nature of God is power. Because we always equate power to something dynamic. You know, that's why uh, I'm sure even in America, more people are going to a church where someone would promise them health, wealth, and you know, uh, if you give this much, uh, uh, when you reach home, maybe a check is waiting, a million dollars, and your people would always equate, oh, I need to, uh, 
uh, things, you know, uh, 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 just just all of these things and power and and and, and, and uh, miracles. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe still God is doing something miraculous. I believe God is a God of miracles. But power sometimes is losing and suffering for Christ. The cross was the most powerful, I believe. The cross was the greatest expression of power. Because we all understand, it's the preaching of the cross. The message of the cross. Without the cross, there is no salvation. Without the shedding of blood. Without Christ dying on the cross. Yet we all understand that the cross it was a symbol of suffering and humiliation. Yet there was power in there. Not only, beloved, this morning the power of Jesus is manifested by compassion. The power was also manifested by determination. You know, we, we all understand that uh, it's not by might, nor by power, but my spirit, said the Lord. The arms of flesh will fail us. That's why I mentioned earlier that even of all the technology and even all the tools and the resources that we have, and without the power of the Holy Spirit, everything that we will do will be in vain. Because it is still the power of the blood. It's still the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, this morning, that power will make us determined to do what God wants us to do. There was determination. You know, these four guys, they saw this man who was in need, and they decided, let's do something. Let's do something. So they brought the guy to Jesus Christ, this man to Jesus Christ. And when they reached the, the meeting place, the door was packed with people. There were so many people, they cannot get inside the door. And what happened? They did something very unorthodox. They did something very unusual. Instead of uh, pushing themselves around, they went back to the, to the house and went up to the roof and uncovered the roof, the Bible said. Now, don't do this in your church. If you have a, uh, you know, don't destroy the roof. It will take money to repair it. But this, this to me speaks about determination. They were not deterred, so to speak. They were not, they were not uh, hindered. In other words, uh, there was nothing. He, they were like Paul who said that, I am determined to go to Jerusalem. There is nothing that can stop me. I believe this morning, if every Christian would just resolve, you know, to do this, and uh, there is nothing, no hardship, no, no suffering, no affliction, would hinder me to serve God. I, I believe this morning, we will do more for the cross of Christ, if all all of us today would be determined to serve the, the Lord. We used to sing in the Philippines this song. I don't know where we get it. But this song is, I am determined. I made up my mind. I'll serve the Lord. I have decided to follow Jesus. The turning back. The turning back. Now sometimes it is easy to sing. To sing the song. But it's hard to, to practice it. But listen, not only there was compassion, determination, look again, there was cooperation. You know, they, they, they work together. They cooperate from each other. They're, they're, how about four Christians caring, praying for someone today? Nehemiah could not do the work alone without the cooperation of God's people. Listen, this morning, there was cooperation. Number three, the last, and about to close. The product of a teamwork. What was the result when these four people work together. Look at verse number 5 please again. The Bible said when Jesus saw their faith. Now listen. It was not the faith of this man sick of palsy. Now obviously Jesus saw the desire of this man. He wanted to be healed. 
He wanted to get well. He wanted to be, to be cured. But listen, it was not the faith of the man who was lying there sick of palsy. It was the faith of the four Christians that made the difference. The product of teamwork that honors God. God recognized the faith of the four Christians. He recognized that God honoring faith. And not only that, the sinners, the sinner was forgiven. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. I believe the greatest experience that every Christian can experience is when someone comes to the cross. The greatest achievement that we can achieve in this life is when we bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now don't get me wrong, God has blessed you with so much. And God has used you, uh, you know, in the great missionary work. I told you that my wife and I are result and product of missionary, missionary work. We were saved under the ministries of American missionaries who went to the Philippines. And thank God for missionaries. Thank God for missionary-minded church. Thank God for this church this morning who in, was invested and is involved in the work of missions. And I understand that we know what is our priority in this life. You know, and our priority is not making, making all the millions in the world. Because the Bible said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but loses his own soul? If I understand that verse right, that verse is telling us more than anything else, the most important thing in this world is the salvation of the soul. More than anything else, the most important need is the need, the need of, a, of a Savior. And this morning, God reminds us that when we work together as a team, and when souls are going to be saved, that is a God-honoring result. Of God's people working together. It is indeed amazing what teamwork can do. Many times it is not so much of the faith of the sinner. But the faith of the sins that will make the difference. The make or break is determined by our faith. We curse the darkness when we are supposed to be the light of the world. And remember the Bible said, If my people, not the world of unbelieving, but my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and heal their land and forgive their sins. This morning, God is looking for our faith so he can heal this world of sin. We are living in a world of suffering. There is so much need all over this world. And there is an urgent message that we need to hear. The message that Jesus saves. This morning, I am privileged to be a part of the Family of Grace Bible Church. I am your missionary to the Philippines, reaching my own people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please continue to hold the rope. We need you. We need your prayers. We need your support. We are trying to reach all other countries in Asia. And with your partnership, and we together working as a team, we can do what God wants us to do. This morning, let me encourage you. Continue holding the rope. Because somebody is doing God's work someplace. 
Dear God, thank you for the privilege today to be able to share the Word of God and remind ourselves about the power of teamwork. Thank you, Lord, for your people at Grace Bible Church, for their commitment and for their support and their burden and vision in reaching Uganda and India, the Philippines, and other countries in Europe. And Lord, I just pray that Thou will continue to bless them and encourage Your people and remind us, of oh God, that when we work together as a team, we can accomplish what You want us to do. Lord, thank You that You Yourselves remind us that God the Father planned salvation. God the Son executed salvation. And God the Holy Spirit revealed salvation. Oh, this morning, Lord, we want to thank you for the privilege to be in the great missionary enterprise. Please continue to help us and bless your people. And we are careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.